Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me as always, or soon to be with me as always, is my co-host Trevor Stores of Full Press Coverage. So guess what, guys? It's October. And what October means to me is horror movies and Halloween. And we'll get into this in a little more detail in a second, but I just got to get this off my chest. The new Halloween Kills movie is coming out soon. And uh, I'm psyched. I'm pretty psyched. I always liked the original Halloween movie. I, I like Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, it's kind of like 40 years in the making here, so it's kind of cool. And theoretically, Halloween Kills is going to be the second to last Halloween movie ever, which is a weird thing to say since it's like the 11th Halloween movie in the franchise. I'm not even kidding. 11 Halloween movies in the franchise. And it seems like 12 movies over 40 years it's just not enough, right? It's just not enough to explain how a crazy lunatic killer can constantly be hunting his sister. I mean, give it up already, buddy. There are better things to do with your time. I mean, you can't, you have 40 years under the belt here. Let's just, like, you know, retire from it and find something else or read a nice book or something. Take a walk in the park. Maybe go tailgate at some football game. I'm sure they'd be great. I'm sure it'd be a great, uh, a real hit at Bill's Mafia uh, tailgates, right? I mean, I can see um, Michael Myers kind of jumping off of... Uh, campers onto cables and breaking them and all sorts of things like that. I, I certainly think that is some big time stuff there <laughs> that you could be doing. Uh, anyway, I know. I, I, I just had to get that off my chest because obviously I'm looking forward to that. Um, but we're going to be talking about a lot of things today. And then part of the one of the things we're going to talk about is skeletons. Skeletons in John Gruden's closet because, of course, there was a release of some information from 2011. And we'll talk about it a little bit. And we're going to talk about the Week 5 NFC East games, including the Washington football team and the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Dallas Cowboys. And it looks like, you know, maybe the Cowboys are starting to peak a little bit and the rest of the NFC East is uh, the NFC East. So, you know, let's talk about there as well. We'll talk a little bit about Josh Gordon returning to the field because obviously he hasn't been on the field for a long time. But I remind everyone he was something special back in that 2013 time frame when he played for the Browns. And so can he recapture that playing for the Kansas City Chiefs? He was on the field last night, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And as usual, we'll talk about some fantasy football waiver wire pickups and so much more. So um, I'm going to get rolling. All right, so let's talk about uh, John Gruden a little bit because, of course, there's a lot to talk about here um, with John Gruden. He, obviously, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, addressed the team in Friday in a Friday morning meeting, letting them know that an article was coming out in the Wall Street Journal reporting that he, then working for ESPN as the lead analyst on Monday Night Football in 2011, had emailed then Washington football team president Bruce Allen and said NFL Players Association President Demoris Smith, who is black, had, quote, lips the size of Michelin tires. That is quoted from his email. Gruden also made a vulgar comment about NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Interestingly, we don't know what that vulgar comment is, um, but I uh, have a feeling it starts with M and and it rhymes with uh, M and Ucker. (laughs) I won't say it because it's a family show. I won't say it. But... Anyway, it's interesting that they haven't actually released that information. I'm sure there's going to be more there. And, of course, the NFL 
is getting more emails to consider now. So maybe there'll be more that comes out. Um, so obviously Gruden later told ESPN uh, that he used the term, quote, rubber lips to describe someone he, he saw as lying and he was frustrated by the lockout at the time and failed negotiations between Smith and Goodell. I don't know. It sounds like a little bit of a CYA move to me. Um, that being said, um, he did go ahead and, and make a statement. He said, quote, all I can say is that I'm not a racist. I can't tell you how sick I am. I apologize again to the Smith, but I feel good about who I am, what I've done my entire life. And I apologize for the insensitive remarks I had. I had no racial intentions with those remarks at all. I'm not like that at all, but I apologize, end quote. Uh, of course, the Raiders team had a somewhat mixed reaction from all this, obviously, coming out of that meeting on Friday morning where he kind of let the cat out of the bag in order to make sure he got uh, out in front of this article coming from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, quarterback Derek Carr stated that he doesn't think Gruden is a racist and he has his back. He was uh, very complimentary of what Gruden has done. Running back Josh Jacobs said that, quote, he trusts, unquote, Gruden and that it was uh, 10 years ago and he thinks that, quote, people grow. Uh, linebacker Denzel Perryman saying, uh, quote, I don't know what he said, and I could care less, honestly. So a little bit of indifference there. And, of course, defensive end Yannick Ngakwe saying, quote, no comment on that, unquote. So a little bit interesting there because there's quite a range of reactions there um, from the players uh, on the team after hearing what he had to say on Friday morning. Um, still wondering what's going to happen from the NFL. And they actually asked him, they asked Gruden, you know, what do you expect? When do you, do you expect to hear from the league? And up until this point, he said that he'd wait to see what happens in the next few days. And of course, recently, as I mentioned, there's been some discussion that more emails are being released over uh, to the NFL with regard to um, this Gruden gate or Gruden email gate, if you want to you call it that. Uh, it'll be interesting because, of course, it was 2011, but it was things he said. He's kind of apologize, although I'm not 100% sure if it, it qualifies as an apology when you say, well, I, I didn't have that intent and I apologize, you know, if it was insensitive. Uh, but that being said, um, he did come out with the apologies and got in front of it. And and who knows? I mean, we're all used to Gruden losing uh, losing his temper going off the handle. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how that turns out. So we'll get Trev's reaction in a bit, but I'll just say um, initially that my thought process here is that you know, Gruden should do better, right? And obviously that was 10 years ago, so we don't know exactly um, what the context of it was, and that was a different life for him. But um, this could be, an insta- could be an opportunity for the NFL to step up and, and do something about it and say something or make Gruden do something about it. If nothing else, uh, PSA, uh, some sort of public service uh, announcement, so to speak, on the issue in order for him to discuss that or maybe some community service, something that to, to make him um, culpable for the statements he made without actually going um, over the top, so seeing as how the players um, on the Las Vegas Raiders seem to support him. But let's get Trevor's, um, let's get Trevor's thoughts on this. So, Trev, uh, again, sliding into the show like you slide into my DMs and sliding into everybody's <laughs> I'm DMs. I'm so sorry. Here he is, folks. <laughs> What's up, no, no worries. And we're, you know, and we're talking about Gruden. You know, I mean, there's a lot there uh, to unpack. And um, obviously mm-hmm. a lot of things he said in his emails, uh, were um, were not good. We're not good. And mm-hmm. some of the things he said about uh, Roger Goodell were not even um, conveyed to us. So we don't even know how bad those are. Right. But certainly, right. you know, insulting, um, you know, Washington football team president uh, Bruce Allen and the NFL Players Association president Demora Smith. 
So what are your thoughts here? Uh, right now, obviously, NFL is still reviewing emails, but what do you think about uh, Gruden Gate, so to speak, and whether the NFL should do something about this? The NFL should have put him on administrative leave as soon as that news broke about the email. Plain and mm-hmm. simple. You can't let mm-hmm. the man coach a football game if he's being involved in something so serious and and socially serious as this is. Um, so I think the NFL, since they haven't done that yet, they should be in the works of forming a formal speech to let people know that they are putting him on administrative leave. Um, there's no room for oh. this in sports. There's no room for this in life. Um, it's really, yeah. really concerning. I don't care if it was 10 years ago, 10 minutes ago. 30 years ago, um, and the NFL not taking immediate action with these coaches that these kids are looking up to shows you everything about the NFL. I mean, it's just, it's disgusting, it's despicable, and I'm going to tag team with this, with the Urban Meyer situation too as well. Yeah, um, yeah. That should, that, that should be addressed as well. Uh, suspension, administrative leave, something should happen. These, these guys should not be allowed to coach their team the very next day after being involved in some sort of social scandal. So, yeah, back to, to John Gruden. He should be suspended um, until further action is taken. And I think the clock is ticking on the NFL, like Randy Moss said this weekend, on some action to be had. So that's my two cents on it. Yeah, and I think that – and I was, I was saying a little bit earlier that they announced today, late today, that the NFL is getting more emails, getting some contacts. I mean, I – I, you know, on the one hand, I think that doing a complete investigation makes sense. On the other hand, it's probably not going to make the existing emails any better. So, no, you know, exactly. Uh, so what's the point? Right, right. I don't think any amount of context makes his statements um, about Demore Smith any better, nor does it make whatever the vulgar comment was about Roger Goodell any better. So ultimately, altogether, I mean, that, that seems like he should be held responsible for those things. I mean, the interesting thing about it is that, it took 10 years for this to come out and it's, it's yeah, not no like he joke. emailed one person, you know, nope. he emailed quite a few and it makes you wonder um, how it got leaked to the, um, to the wall street journal uh, and why, mm-hmm. but also how it did not get out before that, you know, how did this exactly. not come out in the vetting process for John Gruden uh, taking over as head coach of the Las Vegas and then Oakland Raiders. So um, not yeah. A good look for the NFL as a league. No, too. not a good no. Now. Uh, yeah. Clearly, clearly at least, Roger Goodell must have known something about it. I mean, he was basically targeting uh, Goodell. You think? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you would, you I mean, would think. Was, you would think. Yeah, you would think. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's my two cents. But, but as I was saying a little bit earlier uh, here, Trev, I, mean, I agree with you. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense that we, they should take some action. At minimum, they should really um, not – I mean, right now it looks like things are just kind of sliding away. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. they haven't taken any action. And nope. um, and they need to, to make a correction on that. They should actually take advantage of the situation. Gruden has got on the record saying that he's, um, you know, making an apology, whatever good that is. But he should put his mouth where his, uh, you know, he should put, put himself where his mouth is and, and actually do do something in order to move this forward and, you know, something proactive, and, you know, like a some I, sort of – go ahead. No, like to, big, to piggyback that and kind of to go back in the day and not just make this whole show about it, but yeah. it kind of goes back to the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. The man kneels over personal belief and look, and the rest is history. We get racial emails sent and the guy gets to coach a football game the next yeah. A coach gets to, gets to yeah. do things without his team, not even fly back with his team, go party and hang out and do whatever, family or not, no discipline. Yeah. 
And it's yeah. just like, and, and just as a whole, the league is, and then the whole Washington football team, the whole the sexual misconduct scandal, swept under yeah. the rug, uh, a, a lump sum for a fee, and then you go about your, like, that's just awful. The NFL as a league, when they handle, yeah. when they get these situations that are, like, you know, just really, really important and serious, they just kind of have a tendency to sweep them under the rug somehow. And yep. not a good yep. look. Really bad, really bad move on their part. I mean, and, and you make a you make a great point because why not put him on temporary uh, administrative I mean, leave, it. right? Do it. And, and then figure it out. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's not like the Las Vegas Raiders can't play without him there. Thank you. Uh, exactly. And, and they, you know, and I and, and and I did go through some of the comments. It appears most of the Raiders are taking the approach of um, it's in the past, but then they're saying that because they're team well, players. Right, they're yeah. that because they're, they're trying to look at that man in the face every day after hearing right. this news. Like, right, it's and, and change your locker room. Exactly, and and the most telling was Yannick and Gakwe saying no comment on that at all. He just kind of ignored it, walked away. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he mm-hmm. doesn't. I don't think he feels good about it, <laughs> and he just no. doesn't want to be that guy who breaks up the nope. locker room because he knows they got to win games, right? And, and he yeah, doesn't want the, them to lose the locker room. It's not. A, it's not good for the team. So they're doing that, but you got to think about that. You got to go back and turn around and say, you know what? Um, it's up to the league to do something about it, not up to the players, um, exactly. because they have a responsibility. All right. Well, there's a lot to talk about there, and we brought up the Urban Meyer thing, and that's a whole other issue I there. Mean, um, it's crazy, and and of course, uh, Urban Meyer's wife issuing a statement and going off of Twitter forever. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, I don't cool. know. Yeah, <laughs> right. Anybody statement. care about that? I don't know. <laughs> no. She's really so, telling us that, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a lot yeah. of uh, you know, so a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of stuff here. Annabelle, uh, mm-hmm. time to step up. All right. Yep. So uh, enough of that because we I know that a lot of people want us to talk about football, and we are talking about all the football stuff, and it's that's important stuff. But you know what's also important? The games in the NFC East. <laughs> oh my God! And let's start. To. Let's start because I know you've already you've already let loose on Rough the District, mm-hmm. and, and I know you've already mm-hmm. talked about it. But but let's let's talk about mm-hmm. it again because I just okay. want to open up old wounds. New Orleans Saints at the Washington Football Team. Saints winning this thirty-three to twenty-two. Man, you know there were a lot of uh, miscues here along the way, and yep. boy oh boy, that defense. I just it it actually pains me to watch all that talent not produce it really actually i physically feel pain <laughs> when i and i'm not even a washington football it's, team fan it just i just look at the bad. amount of you know all the talent that's there and i say how is this possible so that, why don't you tell us a little bit about your thoughts your takeaways from the saints at the washington football team i don't i don't even know okay so at the beginning of the season it was all about defensive line not getting pressure well it's week five and we got a strip sack and we you know forced a fumble and a strip sack, and then we called the interception. So our defensive line is starting to progress and living up to the hype. They're starting to. But now right. our secondary has been the exact same since week one, actually since preseason. I don't know right. what it is. I don't know if it's schemes. I'm not a scheme guy. I'm not a coach, so I don't even know, you know, scheme-wise. But it just – you can just go back and look at highlights and watch the big plays that we allow. There's a lot of literal miscommunication on the back end. People yeah. passing off receivers, trying to get the play and people in position right before the snap and get caught off guard because they're too busy explaining the play, which they have a huddle for, I thought. And right. then um, it's, we allow – it's just really, really 
frustrating when you have the names and the stats of the, of, of the players on paper that are like, oh, they're really good. William Jackson lost on <laughs> corner, but he's, right. he has part of the most penalties on our entire team. Then you have Landon right. Collins. He's a box safety. He's so good. Yeah, he's great. He's intimidating. He's, he can lift heavy stuff, but he can't make a tackle to save his life. And then you've got right. like, I don't know, it's just like Terry McLaurin. Yeah, he's a stud, but he's not on the top 100 because we don't have good quarterback play to help him get there. Like he's working his butt yes. off and getting four catches for 46 yards. Like it's just yep. a making like so-so cornerbacks look like they're all pro guardian because it's just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just tired of how every year after year, no matter the coaching staff, no matter the front office, no matter who we select in the draft, we always sign some kind of a flashy name to our roster and they do right. not produce. Curtis Samuel, yeah. no offense yeah. to him. Yeah. But I feel a little like bit of injury I saw this on too. Twitter, but I feel like yeah. we're handling that injury really, really bad. Somebody on Twitter, I saw it says nobody, we haven't seen him a full go in practice yet. All we keep hearing is he's making progress. We see clips of him on the side, like doing drills. We're not seeing yep. him doing a full go at practice. And then he comes off of IR and starts. And it comes out, turns out we, we kind of used him a little more than we wanted to. Well, yeah, you think? He just came <laughs> on the back groin. First game yep. action in five weeks, four weeks. Right. He's not going to be full 100%. speed. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just like, oh, now we're going to treat it as a serious injury. Well, yeah. Hello. It's a groin. He's a speedy receiver. That right. is a serious injury off top. So, right. like, it's just the way they're handling it. It's just confusing. And like I said, the back end is atrocious. Offensive yeah. side. Literally, we could be a lot better if it, if we got better quarterback play. We have yeah. good receivers. They just can't get the ball. He's late. He's late on the throws. He doesn't see right. half the field. We've got receivers streaking wide open, and we go to who? The guy who's triple team covered because he's terrible. Yeah, forward. Like, I've no, seen that before. I'm yep. sorry. I'm rambling and ranting. I'm just really frustrated. <laughs> it happens every year, no matter who we have. And, and I, I know. I literally don't understand it. Like I just I I don't get it. Yeah, so there's I know. my take it's... on this thing. <laughs> we, we let Jameis Winston throw four touchdowns. I know. Yeah, and he's 15... set a career record. Yeah, exactly. Ahead. Fifteen receptions, four touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, are you? And he threw a seventy-nine-yard pass, which is his career-long pass against yep. us. Right. So he looked like he had gentlemen. pinpoint accuracy back there with you oh guys. Oh my God, bro! That, that LASIK surgery. We yeah, <laughs> really coming through for him. So for all the other NFL quarterbacks out there, if you if you're in a slump, come to the Fed. We got yes. you, bro. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Almost a third of his receptions were touchdowns. I mean, that's that's insane. That? that's insane. That's insane. That's insane. All right. Well, really there's bad. lots of lots to come here. We'll keep an eye on that because oh. you know, obviously, the man. Yeah, you know, but you know, the thing is that the and we're gonna talk about this in a second. But you know, the rest of the NFC East, kind of. I mean, aside from Dallas, who we're gonna get to in a second, who I think might be showing that they have yep. some potential chops here. The, the rest of the mm-hmm. NFC East is absolute trash too. So I mean, yep. I, I, yep. there's that yep. problem. All right. Yep. Well, let's turn to the next game in the NFC East here. But before we do that, let's talk about our sponsor Manscaped, because of course we love yeah. what else we should talk about uh, growing grooming, man. That's just what everyone should talk about <laughs> on all the time. It's just the best term I've ever heard in my life because <laughs> Manscaped is the best in men's below the waist grooming and they're champions of the world. They offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels and of course, we got a lawnmower 4.0 because we are cool, right? That's totally why we have one because it's a fourth generation trimmer. Who doesn't want a fourth generation trimmer for your family jewels? That's amazing stuff. We joined two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, Woo! 
And if you lose this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code GARBAGETIME at manscaped.com. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with code GARBAGETIME at manscaped.com. Okay, let's talk about those Philadelphia Eagles at the Carolina Panthers. Boy, those Eagles got lucky. <laughs> That's what I said, 21 to 21-18 over the Panthers uh, here, of course. And, and, and I'll just note as a kind of lead-in here before I get your thoughts, Carolina's defense really did lock down the Eagles for essentially three quarters and then let it all slip away at the end. Uh, with Jalen Hurts suddenly getting hot at the very, very end or, of the game, so the last quarter of the game, uh, and he didn't. Then he ripped off Cam Newton's Superman celebration. That's not cool. Uh, so no. I, I don't know about that. But that being said, um, Devontae Smith looked like the guy they thought he would get. He'd be when they drafted him, and that's something. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, he passes the eye test from the final score and the final stats, <laughs> but those first three quarters were really rough, really, really rough. So. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. What are your takeaways here with the Eagles-Panthers game? Um, so I didn't get to watch it, but some highlights and stuff, and based off what you said here, it just feels like the Panthers gave this game away. Um, yeah. I don't see the Eagles in the previous games either. They haven't just come out and beaten the team. They've squeaked by, gotten some luck, or the yeah. other team has shot themselves in the foot, and they just capitalized on those mistakes. But I, don't, I still don't see them as a, a team that's, you know, that team to beat or like a team to be feared right now. They're just yeah, no, by. no doubt. No doubt. I mean, quite frankly, you know, if you look at the box score, it's a little bit misleading because quite frankly, mm-hmm. it was basically, you know, 15 to six, almost the entire game. And it was wow. done into the fourth quarter. And really at the very end of the third quarter, there was a 53 yard pass to Quez Watkins by Jalen Hurts. And they got a one yard TD run at the end of the third quarter it took until the very end of the game, under the fourth quarter, where TJ Edwards blocked a Carolina punt. Yeah. And, and, and Hertz took advantage of a six yard TD run after faking a handoff. That was the first lead of the game with 238 remaining. That's just, wow. that's great special teams play. That's not Jalen uh-huh. Hurts. You know? No, exactly. And, and, there you go. Right. Yep. So, so, so Jalen Hurts, you shouldn't be. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be taking Cam Newton's Superman celebration because you managed to take a blocked punt in for a six-yard yeah, TD that's, run. That, that's, not, uh, that's not the right place for that. Um, 198 yards, 22 of 37 passing, ugh. ran for 30 yards. I mean, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. So yeah. I don't see a lot there for the Eagles in the future either. Um, let's talk about the last game, and this is two NFC East for the price of one. New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys completely decimate the Giants. Um, they kind of added insult to injury at the end by getting a pick six off of uh, Mike Glennon because, yeah. boy, oh, boy, the Giants are cursed. Daniel hurt. Jones, Kenny Galladay, Saquon Barkley, all hurt, all likely out next week. Man, so who is going to be out there? Mike Glennon and Devontae uh, – I, I, I can't remember who they got Devontae Foreman, maybe. I, I can't remember who they have at, at running back right now. Oh, yeah, and I, I can't remember either. And in Kadaria, well, and then they have Kadarius Tony. So that's something I, wa- I do want to talk about. But what are your thoughts here? Cowboys, Giants, I mean, Cowboys for real? They, are they real contenders in the NFC? And what are your thoughts on the, the Giants and their future? Who? The Cowboys are looking good right now because of their schedule. Um, but right. they are also looking better than they did last year. Their defense, I hate to say it, their defense does look a little bit better. 
Right. Um, but they have really haven't played anybody to fear, like threatening or woeful or anything like that. Um, right. I still think they're going to beat the Giants anyway. But adding insult to injury, literally, you got Daniel Jones concussed. Yeah. Saquon yeah. Barkley. I feel so bad. Ugh, him. He cannot be healthy. Softball. He just can't. No, yeah, oh my he gosh. can't. And I hate to say it, but real, like maybe his legs are too big, bro. Like honestly, like I just, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a yeah. lot of weight coming down on your knee and now your ankle. And, like and, I, know, I, mean, I know, I know. Stepped on somebody else's foot, but still, like but it was actually, I mean, I've stepped so on somebody's weird. foot too. But like, did you see yeah. how big that thing full up that fast? That's true. That's yeah. true. He has some big legs, but I mean, it was weird because it's just basically someone running into his leg as he's walking off. I mean, he's just walking right. back to the to the yeah. line, and Bamo. And when they took that. Uh, sock and shoe off to show us. I mean, it looked painful. That it was swollen up, oh. like the side of his foot looked like it was bigger than his actual foot. I mean, it was. Oh my exactly. god. Um, oh, Holiday, I feel like he hasn't been healthy at all this season, like fully healthy. I really don't think he has. Right. Um, and of course, now he's he's being hurt anymore. So I still think the Cowboys would have won, but yeah, they're go- they have a lot. They need some help. They're gonna have yeah. to look in the, at the street, free agency, waiver wire, something like that, because. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have a running back. They're, uh, Sterling Shepard's still out. I don't know if he's coming back next next week or not. Oh, the and, Giants, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, who's the other receiver that was? Yeah, Darius them? Slayton also out. Yeah, yeah Darius, Darius Slayton also, out. also like, it's really, I mean, they got no – but Kadarius Tony, Kadarius though. Tony. I mean, that, that's a good, yeah, that's a good story Tony. there. I mean, you got to love the fact that, you know, the rookie's coming in. He's performing. He has an opportunity. I mean, you don't and like the so, fact that he took a swing at the Cowboys at the end. Say, yeah. <laughs> he got ejected. Until he, until he let Florida out, and, you yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt like, about that. I mean, this is a, it's a bad, it's a bad look now. I, and I, I agree that the uh, Cowboys defense looks better, but honestly, let's think about this for a second. They did li- mm-hmm. let the Giants score 20 points. Okay. That's the yep. Giants we're talking about. They let the Panthers score 28. They let the Eagles score 21. They, they mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they let the Buccaneers score 31. That's maybe not so bad because the Buccaneers are the Buccaneers. So it's yeah. not like they're perfect. Um, and I don't know if that's mm-hmm. going to be enough to carry them into serious. Right. Will they win NFC East? Almost hands down. Yes. Right, right now. <laughs> yes. But you know how right. we are the division is. You never know. Right. You right. Right. Know. Exactly. It's only been, they, they got, they've won four games, but you know, everybody's still within shooting distance here. And yeah. quite frankly, like I, like I've always said, I had faith in the Washington football team's defense prior to the season. And I don't know why it can't <laughs> be fixed. I just don't know why don't it can't either. be fixed. So, I don't either. Who, but also who knows? I think, the illusion is the why the optical illusion as to why the defense of the Cowboys is so good is because Trevon Diggs is actually balling out right now. Yeah, he is. But I he hate is. to say it because last year he was lunch meat, but this year yeah. he's like completely changed into an elite corner. So I think that's the eye test of a good defense is his performance. Yeah. But like you Agreed. said, it maybe not all they might not be all that great. Yeah, I mean, how how happy must the Diggs family be right now? Trayvon Diggs balling out, what? and then you got Stephon Diggs being not the best Diggs on the NFL field. I mean, that's um, that's unbelievable. Right. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Man, you guys got got to be lucky to be a Diggs. All right. Uh, well, so that's that for the NFC East. So let's go ahead and uh, ring the boxing bell on this one, and let's get on and talk about our other sponsor, Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports and esports app for player props to thrive. You can eliminate countless hours of research, focus on only the top tier athletes. 
that have the biggest impact on the game. I do this every week. I give you my picks every week, and every week we win money. And, of course, Thrive is over 140000 guaranteed in prizes every week and worth over $4 million. And what do we say about Kanye West and money? We say, hey. <laughs> we say Justin, exactly. We say he prints his own money. He doesn't need yeah, Thrive Fantasy. He, he prints no. his own money. He could print money with his face on it, and he would, and people would take it. So it doesn't make a difference. Kanye can do whatever he wants. But you need to do Thrive Fantasy because you need that $4 million. Uh, so use promo code Garbage Time When you sign up today, you'll receive 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Again, promo code Garbage Time. Keep an eye out on our uh, Twitter, by the way, because they've been giving us additional benefits for those signups, like free tickets, free entries, and all sorts of goodies. So download Thrive Fantasy at www.thrivefantasy.com or at the App Store or Play Store. Sign up, prop up today. Use garbage time and get that 100% first deposit match up to $100. Okay, let's talk about Josh Gordon because, of course, Josh Gordon was a thing back in the day. And he Mm -hmm. was very, very productive when he was with the Browns. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it was eight years ago now. But Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? I I always feel like Josh Gordon was, you know, around the league really recently. And he was kind of. But, like, mm-hmm. his heyday when he was with the Browns, I mean, that was a mm-hmm. long time ago. That was a long yeah, time ago. Was. That was 2013 wow. was his big wow. year when he had 1,646 receiving yards, um, on 87 receptions, nine touchdowns. And he even had 80 rush yards that year. So he was all over the place in 2013. We thought he was the next big thing. And then, of course, uh, 2014 happened, and then suspension, suspension, and then he came a little bit of a comeback, but not really much of a comeback. Then he had those 11 games with the Patriots, and then suspension, suspension, Seattle, suspension. And here we are, Shoot. Kansas City. Here we are. He, so he was on the field last night, first game, caught his one target for 11 yards. There was some rain. He didn't have a lot of time to get up to speed. But Mahomes did throw the ball a whopping 54 times in an effort to bring the Chiefs back from behind, ultimately losing to the Buffalo Bills by a score of 38-20. to 20. Um and he got one target. So <laughs> thoughts on Josh Gordon and the Kansas City Chiefs? Trev, what do you think? I know we all thought it was news when the, he was getting reinstated, but still news or now is it noise? Nah, it's, it's not even noise. It's just he's on the team now. Um, <laughs> but, just, but he just got there. So, like, that one target and not much playing time is understandable. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he'll probably get in there a lot more for sure, especially with Tyreek Hill with his – Hangs up knee. Even though he's not going to miss time, yeah. but still, you never know. You never know. Right. Um, right. Pat Mahomes, man, 54 times. I saw this on Twitter earlier, too. It, it seems to me like, and I agree with it, almost a, a lot of his throws, it feels like he thinks they're going to be worth 21 points because his defense <laughs> is that bad. Right. <laughs> and you can kind of right. see it because I fell asleep, of course, but when I was watching, he just doesn't look like himself. Like, he looks like he is trying to force things. He's trying to force the magic to happen that he's displayed his whole career. Right. Like he's trying to like, instead of letting it just come natural, like it has been, that's got him through the stardom and the Super Bowl that he has. I feel like he's trying to force things now and force to be great instead of just letting the game come to him and rain or shine. Like I don't, it doesn't really matter to NFL. So it is what it is. But I just feel like he he has taken a little bit of a step back, even though his stats are pretty good for some reason. Right. I just, he, just doesn't look, he just doesn't look the same, looks a step slower, and he just looks like he's trying to, like I said, make every throw count for 21 points because his defense is really bad. Yeah, really bad. yeah, it is really We're bad. And, and I, yeah, and you know what? The fact of the matter is that, they, you know, 
he had the interception. Uh, he had the pick six. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not good, right? I mean, that's not good. And, nah. and, the, and there were a couple times where you are absolutely right, Trevor, where it looked like he was going to go for that no-look cross-the-body pass, you know, sidearming right. it, and yeah. it goes nowhere. You know, I mean, he's like, as long as he magically thinks that someone's going to appear and catch that pass, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you can only get, you can only get lucky with that so many times, um, but yeah, it's like times. He's, he's making that part of his game. Like that's not part of your game. You're supposed to just no, on the no, no, <laughs> you did the last part of his game. Like, exactly. Oh. Exactly. You do that when you have no other options uh, mm-hmm. and you need to make something happen. You don't do that as part of your game, but that's just. That's just too many. And by comparison, Josh Allen only threw 26 passes, so less than half the attempts. Yeah, <laughs> less than half hurdle. the attempts. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And, and and you know it's funny hurdle. because and think of it, yeah, and think of this. You know, he he threw he had 26 attempts, 315 yards, 12 point yards, 12.1 yards per attempt, and Patrick Mahomes five yards per attempt. I mean that's oh my god, mm-hmm. 272 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. It just didn't look good. Didn't look good. And yeah. speaking of which, the Chiefs are down two and three, my friend. Same as the, the Redskins. Chi- yes. Uh, that's right. My <laughs> Chicago Bears are better than that. That says something. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire out probably a few weeks Ooh. with an MCL sprain. Yep. Like you said, Tyreek Hill, the knee. Uh, probably maybe he'll slow him down a little bit. And Stinger uh, with, um, uh, with Kel- 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 Kelsey, right? Yeah. Joe has an injury. Man, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> AFC. So you're saying there's a chance on Sunday. Is that what you're saying? There's a chance. Yeah, I'm that's right. That. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not going to make any predictions, but I'm going to say yeah. that the Kansas City Chiefs are not what we thought they were. You know, not right I don't now. think they are no, what we thought they were. Yeah, but no. the Buffalo Bills, though. Whew, man, they are yeah, man, turning it on at the right time. So I want to see them and the Cardinals. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Oh, right I now. love that. Regular, now, like regular season, not even Super Bowl. I want to see regular season right oh, now. I love that. On fire. that would oh, be awesome. I love that. I love watching the Cardinals. They are great. Although they really were not great yesterday, but they they still no, you know, know. managed to pull it out. You know, but that being said, I I think that they uh, that would be fantastic. I would love that. Um, okay, well, let's hit the boxing bell on that, and let's get to our last topic of the day, and that is fantasy football waiver wire pickups. Because as I've said a couple times, if you had listened to Trev, you might be winning your fantasy football league because he Damn. said pick up Corel Patterson three weeks ago. Yeah, that's yep. right. He was only fifty percent owned Dalton then. Schultz. Now he's like hundred percent owned. I think they got so. Dalton Schultz on there too. He's yes, you're right. Yeah, Dalton Schultz. Yeah, Dalton Schultz on mm-hmm. there as well. So a lot of winners here uh, he's picking for you guys. So pay attention. So I'm going to fire off a couple of my thoughts here, and then I'm going to turn it over to you, Trev, and you tell me what you think. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm going to have a bunch of running backs that I think should be picked up because of injury. Alex Collins should what? be picked up, 37% mm-hmm. owned because of the injury to Chris Carson. Um, there's also a possibility that DJ Dallas might get a little run as well. Uh, and Devontae Booker, I can't remember, I can't yeah. believe I forgot his name, but Devontae Booker actually looked pretty good. 16 carries of 42 yards and a touchdown. He also caught three or four targets for 16 yards and another touchdown with Saquon Barkley out. I bet you Barkley is not coming back next week. So Devontae Booker, another priority add. Um, I said Damian Williams last last week. You said Damian Williams last week. Uh, he did great for the Bears. But Khalil Herbert quietly doing quite a bit of damage. 18 carries for 75 yards. 18 carries for Yeah, he basically split touches. With um with Damian Williams, so Khalil Herbert only 19% owned. You missed out on Damian Williams. David Montgomery is going to be out for at least four to six weeks. So hey, you know, pick up Khalil Herbert. Chris Evans of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now I'm reaching a little deep here. But Joe Mixon nursing an ankle injury and Samaje Pirine now placed on the COVID-19 list. 
So P. Ryan out. Mixon, I don't know. Chris Evans, I don't know. Maybe he's worth a gander, only 2% owned. Kadarius Toney, we already talked about him, 16% owned. I think you should go. everyone should go get him since we've confirmed he's not going to get suspended for punching a cowboy. I know we all want to do it, <laughs> but you can't do it, Kadarius Toney, because you're an NFL player. Uh, so uh, Josh Gordon, 39% owned. Um, yeah, like I said, he used to be really good. Maybe he can be again. Window might be closing on that one. And a couple deep flyer here. Jamal Agnew, wide receiver of Jacksonville Jaguars. He's 0% owned, my friend. But DJ Shark out for the season. He had those great dynamic uh, kick returns for touchdowns earlier, two of them this season. Um, and he caught this week six of eight targets for 41 yards and had a carry for eight. So they're starting to get him involved in the offense. So deeper leagues, keep an eye on Jamal Agnew. And then Dan Arnold, the tight end for Jacksonville Jaguars. They didn't trade for Dan Arnold from the Panthers to have him sit on the sidelines. They trade, traded for him to, to play. He's 4% owned. He got six of eight targets with 64 yards. He led the Jaguars, believe it or not, in every category, targets, receptions, and receiving yards. Their tight end did. So, hey, I'm just saying, you need a tight end. Maybe take a look at Dan Arnold. Okay, any of those look good to you or any others you want to throw into the pot? Yeah, I like Devontae Booker. I had him on, on my uh, on my list as well. He, he he wasn't the slouch in Denver. Like, I thought he was really good in Denver too. So, yeah, yeah, he's, not a bad, he's not a bad compliment to, you know, I mean, uh, Sorry, Saquon Barkley. I'm gonna pick you. I'm gonna go with Geno Smith as a quarterback. Ooh, uh, out for a few yards. And before that, before he became Geno with that interception, he was balling when he came in. Like, didn't yeah. miss a beat, trying to open receivers, throwing the ball downfield. So I mean, hey, that's not a bad choice for fantasy. It gets you a little bit of points there. And then I'm gonna like go it. stick with Hunter Renfro at wide receiver. We don't yeah. know about uh, the car quarterback, how serious this injury is. Is he going to miss right. some time? I didn't know. Is he going to miss time? I didn't find that out or it, not. I didn't see it. I didn't see them. They haven't, I haven't seen anything that said he is going to miss either. time yet. So who knows? But, but, but we should definitely yeah. keep a close eye on that. For sure. If he does, whoever the quarterback is, he's going to need a safety blanket, a security blanket. That's Hunter Renfro for sure, outside of Darren Waller. And then I'm going to go up with another tight end because they keep balling when I pick them, David and Joku. Uh, oh, seven targets for 149 yeah. yards and a touchdown. He's sneaky good. He's fast yeah. too for for a, uh, a tight end. So Austin Hooper's yeah. there too, but he wasn't even targeted apparently. So hey, for a nice tight end, that's not a big name. David and Joku. There you go. Yeah, and I, I have to say I loved David and Joku um, when he came out in 2017. I thought he was going to be the next big thing there. You know, I thought he mm-hmm. was going to be big, and then he just never really got that much opportunity but I think people forget that in 2018 he actually did rack up 639 yards and four touchdowns that's pretty darn good with 63 yeah and it's just pretty good for a for a tight end pretty good for a tight Mm -hmm. end so you know keep in mind he has a lot of upside and if they get rolling and has that big connection I mean that's a high-powered offense there uh and then of course we'll keep an eye on when Jarvis Landry comes back because it sounds like he's doing a little Mm -hmm. bit of working now so maybe he comes back and now might come to his looks but before that hey Maybe uh, maybe a good lottery ticket that's going to really pay off. All right. <laughs> so some good ones there. All right, let's hit the air horn on the show. We gave him a little more overtime because we love you guys that's out fine. there. So. <laughs> hey, ho- did I miss the Halloween movie bit at the beginning? Yeah, dude, you did. But, right, hey, well, let's, let's do it now. Let's do it now. I'm going to do it right now. Okay. I'm going to do it right now because because okay. I, okay. I already gave him my line. I already told everybody my line about Halloween and how excited I am about Halloween Kills coming out. Um, because I like the Halloween franchise, but I, I didn't realize that this was actually going to be 12 total movies in 40 years. I'm like, holy crap, dude, you know, um, Michael Myers, mm-hmm. go find something else to do. Yeah. I mean, you've been chasing no, down your yeah. sister for a long time. 
Time to yeah. time to get a new hobby, buddy. <laughs> time to get a new hobby. Uh, but what's your favorite? What's your favorite I'm horror a, movie, Trev? I'm not even, and I promise you, listeners, we did not talk about this before. But I was literally gonna say the Halloween. I like Halloween. Nice. But my, but my, I like the the original ones, like yes. Halloween one and two, and maybe even three. But all the, the Rom Zombie ones, no thanks. And then the uh-huh. newer ones, Halloween H2O with LL Cool J and Buster. Nah, I'm not a fan of that one. Like, that's, <laughs> those are just dumb. Like, those are dumb. But, like, I'm with you, Hakun. Like, what is it going to take to kill this guy? Like, I, I don't mean to wish death on anybody, but it's a horror movie. And he, that's all yes. they do is kill people. So, yes. what is it going to take to kill Michael Myers? I don't and know. What did your sister do to you that was so bad? Yes. You're still <laughs> trying to kill her. And now her children, like yeah, no, give me a break. Jamie Lee Curtis is a cool, cool girl. <laughs> Don't mess, stop messing with her. Story, like you start the first of the school, you started out. He's a kid in the kitchen grabbing a knife. Cool, but yeah. what's the backstory? Like, can you bring that in instead of just having them? kill all kinds of people all different kind of ways but he's we don't alive. want it to make sense we don't want it to make sense we just want we just want to see him go on a, on another killing spree you know it's, what's really funny to me is that the like crazy lunatic killers somehow are superhuman strength you know well, what, what's that all about what yeah, what is so if i become so a crazy serial killer, like lunatic killer do i get superhuman strength because that seems exactly. unfair it just seems not fair no. you know oh, what's up with that I'm waiting for if he survives. Cause I don't know how this one ends, but if, if he survives, I'm really, I'm really waiting for them for next year to have. Okay. Him, so you, for him you to have a twin to brother. You'll be happy to hear the Halloween. <laughs> well, that that was that's that's the spinoff. That's definitely going to be the spinoff. But uh, Halloween Kills <laughs> is supposed to be the second to last Halloween movie ever, and Halloween oh, Ends is going to be the last one. So theoretically, in Halloween Ends, I'm guessing they finally kill Michael Myers. Um, so, but why even go see this one if we know he's going to live? <laughs> <laughs> because it's free on HBO Max. That's why. That's why oh, I'm okay. gonna watch it. I don't know about. Oh, I don't know about or, or something. Is it Peacock or something? It's free on some streaming service. So that's why I'm gonna watch it. I don't know about you. The next one is he's gonna have a twin brother, and then okay, so Michael's gonna die, and then his his twin brother Mitchell or whatever is gonna yeah, take over Mitchell his Myers. Son and be like, yeah, he's gonna take over Michael. Mitchell son. Myers go. is gonna do it. Right? Another twelve right. movie. Yeah, that's gonna be. That is the way to do it. You know, and I, I've always said that I wish, like, you know, like they sent Jason Voorhees into space and Jason X, and they yeah. sent the leprechaun into space. Why not send Michael Myers into space? You know, yeah, I think that'd be fun. Why not? <laughs> Give me a break. I mean, there's oh, a whole other I mean, galaxy out there. Michael Myers can go to an alien planet. Yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. I'd like to see that. <laughs> that <laughs> that's, another cool. 12, that's another 12 movies right there. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, Mitchell Myers. Mitchell Myers, his twin, will go to, to, to Mars. There you go. <laughs> Mitchell Myers and Mars. I love it already. See? Hey, and that's a free one. That's a freebie, guys. You can have that one. There you one. go. Yep, from Trev and me. Yep. Mitchell Myers and Mars. There it is. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, everybody. Um, hey, Trev, give us uh, your social media so people can follow you. Uh, Twitter, at Trev Stores, WFT. Instagram, Trev underscore stores, um, Rest the District podcast, Football Garbage Time podcast, and Full Press Coverage, Washington podcast, content, articles, all that. So, yeah, I'm everywhere. Yeah, he is everywhere, and you should definitely <laughs> check all that stuff out. There's some good stuff there. Uh, and, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at FB Garbage Time. And, as always, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL week. And you know what? I'm going to rewatch all those Halloween movies. I'm going to make them watch the original right now. Do it. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> do it. Have a good one, all. Good night, guys. <laughs>